0: Can you hear me? Yes. Man, I was just talking and I'm on mute. All right. Um. But yeah, though, Um. So. Um. Yeah. So the Vikings. You know, I kind of. I didn't really know, but you know, I kind of. They were. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah. So the Vikings. You know, I kind of. You know. Kept an eye out for them because I know they were really interested in me. Um. Me and Coach Patterson talked a lot at the combine, and uh. You know. He told me he saw a lot of things in me. Um. And so you know we kept in contact and. You know, I'm just excited to be a Viking right now.
1: T J with your, your injury history and that ankle injury as a junior, do you think that slowed you down at all? Uh your senior year and and, and how do you feel like you are health wise right now?
0: Oh no, I feel like it didn't it didn't slow me down at all. Um, um right now I feel great. You know, they're they're perfectly fine. Um, yeah.
2: How much uh, are you familiar with Daniil Hunter and, uh, you know, since he's been with the Vikings?
0: Oh, very familiar, very familiar. The boy, he a dog, man. You know, uh, Coach Patterson saw something in me that, he you know, he, similar things he saw in Daniil Hunter. And uh, I'm just excited, you know, just to be able to learn from one of the best passwords in the league right now.
3: DJ, how does that make you feel when someone like Coach Dre compares you to Daniil already that's,
0: and the fact that Dre really wanted you in this draft, um, oh man, it's crazy. It's still kind of unreal right now. Um, but you know, by him just you know comparing me to him, it kind of like opened my eyes. You know, just to see something like man, I can, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a beast in the league. So uh, just by him seeing me, seeing me, you know, comparing me to Dre, it's, 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 it's exciting.
3: DJ, you're
1: part of that football family. What was it like to, to, to play football at South Carolina with your brother?
0: Man, it's, 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 it's great, man, just, you know, having my brother. Uh, being a role model in his life, you know, having him, you know, just coming in and, you know, looking up to me, uh, being a team as well. And by having him alongside, you know, we got each other better each day, each practice. And, uh, you know, I'm looking for some big things out of him too.
2: Have you been to Minnesota before?
0: I have not. <laughs> Never. I'll be there soon, though.
2: DJ, how do you feel about cold
0: weather? Uh, I feel great about it. I mean, the opportunity to come up there and you know play with the best, man, it's, it's great. DJ, the Vikings have taken a lot of these quick-twitch-type
1: uh, pass rushers on day three of the draft before. Daniil Hunter is kind of the guy that comes up a lot. But he had a lot to work on coming out of the draft. What kinds of things did Andre Patterson tell you that he wants to kind of take and and mold with your game?
0: Uh, Definitely, you know, developing my pass rush, becoming a more uh, edge player, you know, off the field. Um, He told me I had the tools. I just got to, you know, bring it out of me. And uh, I'm excited, you know, to play for Coach Patterson. And, um, yeah.
2: DJ, what was it like being a captain as a sophomore? What kind of led you to... uh, that captain role that you were able to have during your South Carolina career?
0: Uh, Yeah, so my consistency, my play on the field, and then my consistency off the field. You know, being a great person in the community, you know, treating everybody, the janitor, like you treat the the mayor with the same respect uh, off the field and, you know, coming in with an everyday mindset to get better um, and to lead my team. uh, It was great, you know, being a young guy doing it.
2: Hey, DJ, I read that you have experience kind of putting your hand down and then also rushing as kind of more of an outside 3-4 uh, linebacker. Are you more comfortable at any spot, and did you get an indication if the Vikings plan to use you at both?
0: Um, I'm not 100% sure yet. Uh, you know, I, I kind of do, I can do both, you know, play up and play 90 at both in college, so I'm excited to see, you know, where they're going to use me. Hey, DJ,
2: can you tell us about your game against Georgia and how that stood yeah. out to the Vikings?
0: Yeah, so, um, you know, going up against a great tackle, uh, you know, Andrew Thomas and Isaiah Wilson, great guys, you know, compete with them boys, you know, coming out, you know, you know, obviously, you know, we beat Georgia, so coming out and playing them guys and dominating up front, you know, helping my team win the game. It was an incredible feeling. Any more questions for
3: DJ?
1: DJ, that, that burst you showed at the Combine, what do you think that did for your, your stock with, uh, with NFL teams?
0: I definitely feel like it, it improved my stock a lot. You know, a lot of guys kind of didn't think I was at, as, as, as athletic, but, you know, I showed that at the Combine, you know, that I'm, you know, I'm able to, you know, move and run. So that was, that was a big thing for me. Thank you, DJ. Thanks, guys. Welcome. Thank no you.
3: Thanks. No problem. Have a good one. You too. All right. Can everybody hear James?
1: James, we got you. Yeah, I got you. All right. We might not have your audio um i can hear him you can hear me are good yeah i'm good all right well guys if you guys are ready we'll uh let james say a few words right now and then i'll open up for questions so james you're good to go i'm good Yes. Um, just first, I wanted to, to say a prayer or praying for uh, the families that are dealing with coronavirus and, and all that stuff is kind of making things complicated. And I, I hope they can get through those things and, and deal with those health issues. I also want to say thanks to the Wolf family and the rest of the Vikings organization for giving me this opportunity to play football, the game that I love it, and also for a team that I was very excited to play for. So uh, with that, I'm ready to answer any questions.
2: James, do you think one of your strengths is being able to uh, rush the passer even from the interior of the defensive line?
1: I'm sorry, what would you say? Is
2: one of your strengths just being able to rush the passer?
1: Yes, sir, I think it is. I feel like, uh, like you said, playing inside is my natural position. And I feel like I bring a mismatch to, to offensive guards and whoever I'm going against that I can do different things to, to confuse them and try and get to the quarterback as fast as I can. Do you see
2: yourself as a three-technique guy?
1: I feel what I did at Baylor, I was able to play everything, but I feel like my most natural position is through technique, yes, sir.
3: You surprised
2: you didn't get drafted a little bit higher with those gaudy numbers of
1: 13 and a half sacks this past season? Uh, I'm not really focused on that. I, I mean, I'm really just excited that one of the teams that I was really looking forward to playing for was Minnesota, and now I get the chance to. So I'm not worried about who was picked in front of me. I'm more worried about what I can bring to the team and hopefully bring a, a guy that the team wants to, to help play and help win.
2: Did you get the chance to talk with them much at the Combine?
1: Yeah, I did. I had a, actually, I did a formal meeting with like the whole staff, so I got to meet all of them, and it was a great meeting. And, and obviously, I feel like it went well, and I think that's why I'm partially here. So I'm glad I got that chance to, to make my dreams come true.
2: Hey, James, you just said that you were uh, Minnesota is one of the teams maybe you were hoping for. Why is that? What about the interactions with the coaching staff uh, kind of make you feel like this is a fit?
1: I think one of the main reasons is I walked in there the formal meeting and I see a whole coaching staff and sometimes you might feel intimidated or whatever it might be. But with them, it was just comfortable and they wanted to talk football and they, they made it easy for me and I felt really comfortable. So I knew with Coach Zimmer and the way, Coach Zimmer and the way he was and how I was talking with him, I knew that I'd fit well, and I also just, I like the way I've watched Minnesota play as a kid, and I like the the new stadium, the facilities and stuff, so they have everything you could ever ask for. So to be able to go there whenever I get the chance to is going to be an awesome feeling.
3: James, also the way they develop their D-line, you know, Andre Patterson in particular, you've got to be uh, kind of like licking your chops about that, right?
1: Yeah, whenever I see the, especially I watch them play a lot this year, Used to the way their D-line plays and the way their team plays and the way that their D-line is, has grown and as I now I watch them you see their defense and you know they're they're a good defense and they're salty so for me to be able to be a part of it I'm pretty excited about it. James you seem to have a knack for blowing it up at the point of attack how do you think that's going to translate over into the NFL what do you need to keep doing or even change for that to carry over into the league? Obviously, going to a league, there's going to be a lot better players, and, and my technique has to be way better. There's lots of things I can work on. But I think when it comes down to being a D-lineman, it's being someone who's disruptive, and, and that's what I try and be. And I, I know that I have a lot of work to do to be able to do that on Sundays. But being disruptive is what d line want to be, and, and if you can disrupt, it helps everyone else on the field. So I, that's what I can bring to the table.
2: James, your middle name is Husker. How do you not get an offer from Nebraska? <laughs>
1: Uh to be honest, I don't know. I definitely I during the process I thought I'd get an offer and I told him I wanted to go there, but uh that just didn't happen and then it was a blessing in disguise and I got to play for a Baylor and it worked out so I'm, I'm not mad about that obviously.
2: You're not changing your middle name to Bear for uh for Baylor?
1: <laughs> no, I'm still I still got a little bit of Nebraska in me, so I gotta keep that. But uh yeah, it's been an interesting story when people ask about my middle name or why my Twitter has Husker, it's like that's my actual name, so it's kinda funny. James, uh,
2: kind of talk us through your decision to come out a year early and what went into that.
1: I think the biggest thing, I had a big talk with my defensive line coach and basically and what the numbers I wanted to hit and what I felt like I wanted to do as a a player that year. And also as a team, we did a lot better than we we did the last year before. And then also with Coach Rule and that staff leaving, those are kind of my coaches for college. So that was kind of icing on the cake whenever I decided I was going to announce it. But I kind of already had in my mind that I wanted to leave But with them leaving, it kind of made it a lot easier for me. And I decided that it was just that time and it was a good decision for me. What what did sell you on Baylor? I think the biggest thing, my recruiting process was kind of weird in college. And I had to deal with a lot of, uh, I guess, people who didn't really tell me the honest truth. And when I met Coach Rule, he told me exactly what he wanted for me and what he wanted for him. So... When I met a coach that told me the honest truth and and he also was also at Baylor's an hour and a half away so my family could come see me play in college, Uh, that was kind of a no-brainer. And the school's a good school as well. So there's a lot of positives about Baylor.
2: James, having watched the Vikings as a kid, were there any defensive linemen on the Vikings that you really kind of grew up admiring or what have you?
1: I wouldn't say there was one particular player. I feel like watching them more as a team, like the way they celebrated together and the way they had fun, is, that's what football is really about. So I think the easiest thing to watch is like them dominating and then them having a good time as, while they're doing it. Like you can't ask for much more than that. So that's what I'm excited about.
3: James, how was this whole process for you, waiting to day three, kind of going through it, you know, knowing that you've already had, you know, formal interviews with teams like the Vikings, but how was that for you personally?
1: Uh, it wasn't tough. I mean, I, I've been used to it my whole life. I've I've kind of been, I wouldn't say overlooked, but some people doubt me, and I'm waiting for the opportunity to have that chance to go play in the NFL. And, 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 and although it was day three, it, it doesn't matter to me. I still get a chance to play in the NFL, and that's all you could ever ask for.
3: James, you said the combine that rushing from the three technique position is your favorite. Why is that? Does that allow you to be the most explosive?
1: Yeah, I think as a three technique for me, the way I play it, it allows me to be in the most advantage. So I have. Uh, against the guard, I feel like I, have, I can do inside-outside power speed, so I feel my abilities are – they expose other offensive guards a lot better than it would against certain positions. Any other questions, James? Yeah, James, being from Austin, are you more of a Franklin's barbecue guy or Salt Lake or Law barbecue? So <laughs> Franklin's is the best tasting, obviously, but – I find it hard to wait two and a half hours to get food. So for me, I'm going to go more on the efficient route and I go for like Salt Lake. And, and I've done it probably once or twice in my life, but get like that buffet play where it just keeps coming. I mean, you can't really uh, beat that. So waiting two and a half hours is a little much for me, but it, it is good. So it's kind of a hard decision, but it is uh, – there's a lot of places around here that's also pretty small. So there's like little hole-in-the-wall kind of places that are good too. Good, man. It,
2: James, uh, what do you like to do off the field when you're not doing football?
1: I think the biggest, especially for right now, uh, I'm a Netflix kind of guy watching shows or, or some type of uh, movie or something like that. But uh, one of my roommates in Waco where I'm at Baylor, he has a ranch and he likes to go out and fish or do a little bit of hunting. And I'm not I'm not a big fisher hunter, but I like just having those relaxed like, moments because when you're playing football, it's kind of 110% like all go all the time. So I like just kind of relaxing it and chilling out and being with a couple guys and just kind of laughing. nothing, Nothing crazy.
3: Anything else? Uh, We'll throw it over to Troy
4: to begin and then uh, after his opener, we'll open it up to questions. Go ahead, Troy. I just want to say thank you to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Thank you to the Will family. Thank you to Mr. Spielman. thank you to Coach Zimmer uh, for the opportunity to play for such a great organization. I look forward to learning from some of the best linebackers in the game, Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks, uh, just to get out there and just get everything I can for Minnesota. I look forward to it.
2: Hey, I think you said at the Combine that you
4: really enjoy watching
2: Anthony Barr's game. What about him stands out to you, and what's it like to be his teammate?
4: I mean, now that I'm his teammate, I'm going to be able to pick his brain and really get to know what he, what he does and why he does it. But things that stand out to me is just he's he's a big, long, athletic guy that's able to cover space really well. Uh, he understands the game. You can see in his reason and his keys that he flows really well. So just to sit down with a guy like that and just to be able to pick his brain and get to know how he flows and how he does his things because he was a transition guy in college like I was. So just be able to see what uh, were some of the keys and tools that he used to help me with this transition and uh, be able to pick his mind and stuff like that.
3: Troy, you led your team, I think, four straight years in tackles. So You just kind There's of enough. like have a, a nose for that. And linebackers for the Vikings are very similar. What's your mindset? And are do you set that as a goal? Is that just, uh, you know, a product of the type of player you are? What is that?
4: Yeah, I think it's just a product of the type of player I am. I think just when I get out there, I just want to do everything I can to help my team win the game, whether it's running to the ball every play and trying to make every tackle or whether that's trying to help guys learn different things. Um, it doesn't, I've always just loved to play the game with at 100%. This is the way my parents taught me how to play, at 100% full speed, because if you're not, you're going to get hurt. So I just go full speed to the, to the ball, and uh, good things happen when you get there, and uh, I just like to carry that my whole life. Troy,
2: the Vikings are looking at you as a guy who might be able to contribute immediately on special teams. What can you kind of bring to that area?
4: I mean, I, I think special teams is a very key part of the game, and I look forward to, to going out there and bringing a lot of energy, a lot of juice to the special team side of the game and and bring a a key contributor part to to the team. And I think that's where I'll make a big impact this first year.
3: It looks like you went through a little bit of adversity uh, last season with the broken thumb and the torn meniscus in your right knee. What was that like playing through two separate injuries throughout that season?
4: I mean, like you said, you brought up the broken thumb. I think when when I broke my thumb originally, I didn't think it was as bad as it was. And then when we went over, it it was a little bit uh, more severe than I thought it was originally. But at the end of the day, I mean, I came back from my senior year to go play for a Pac-12 championship and play for a Rose Bowl. So I wasn't going to let anything that was not life-threatening or career-ending injury to to stop me from playing the game. And when it came to my knee, I didn't even, I thought it was just a minor tweak, and just a little minor spray, nothing too crazy. And after, after the season, I got my MRI and said it was torn. So, I mean, if if I can walk and I can run and I can play, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to sit on the bench and try to just milk stuff. I, I love to play the game. I love football so much that I'll give everything I have for it.
3: How have you been able to rehab the knee? Like now I know that, you know, are facilities that you're able to go to, like rehab facilities open? Like are you doing stuff on your own? I know it's a weird time to probably be going through that.
4: Yeah, I've been doing a bunch of stuff on my own. Actually, my mom's an athletic trainer, so I have the the extra advantage that most people don't have. Uh, So I've been getting workouts from her. I've talked to Chief, who is our head athletic trainer at the university, to get exercises from him. And I, I've done a bunch of different things on my own to, to self-treat and do stuff to get my, my leg back to 100%. And I think I've done a really good job of that so far, because when I go do my running and stuff like that, there's no pain, no soreness, nothing like that. And I, I believe I'm back to 100%. Troy, how much pride do you take in your coverage skills in addition to your tackling ability? I mean, I take a lot of pride in my coverage skills, because I think that's one of the things that I do uh, pretty well. And uh, I just love, I think it's a big part of the game in today's uh, day and age, and uh, to win games, you got to cover these tight ends and these running backs in space, and I think uh, I do a good job of that. And it's just a, a little tool that I have in my toolbox.
2: Hey, uh, Troy, you mentioned your your mom being an athletic trainer. What um, has that helped you sort of over your career?
4: Kind of, I mean, I, I wouldn't sort of say sort of help me, but it's, it's giving me a different outlook on things when you know the difference between being hurt and being injured because you have that and you're, you've been that your way your whole life. You've had somebody in, in your ear telling you, okay, you can play on this, you can't play on this, you can do this, you can't do this. So after a while, you get to learn your body and learn the way you can maneuver it and what you can take and what you can't take and what's smart and what's not smart. So I think uh, that did was kind of beneficial, and I think it in the long run, it's helped me out a lot. You have a
2: pretty good supply at home of like uh, wraps and stuff like that. Coming. in uh, here. Not-
4: I mean, I, you would think that I'd get a little bit extra treatment, but that was never the case. I, I kind of get the the under the under kind of tone where it was just, oh, you're fine. You're not hurt. You're, you're good. Don't, don't come to me with that. So, I mean, I, so at times it was good. And at times it was kind of just like, oh, man, I wish I'd have a regular parent so I can go to and I can actually get legitimately checked out. But, I mean, I enjoyed it and it was, it was a great childhood.
3: Football is also in your bloodline too. So, what intangibles does that kind of help you, not only through college, but making this transition into the pros?
4: Um, I don't. I, I really don't know how it was. It's really, so to speak, going to help me. But I think I have a lot of people in my corner who have been down that road and have done a lot of the things that I aspire to do. Whether it's my older brother or my dad or or uncles or cousins and, and people of that nature. So I think just to be able to have those people to rely on and, and communicate with and call and talk to. Whenever I need help or something, whether I have questions about stuff, I have a, a good support system. I think that's the biggest part that will help me with my transition to the next level.
1: Troy, congrats, man. Uh, is it ready for you and Dylan to be reunited? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh,
4: right when I got the call, uh, he, had, he had called me after about five, ten minutes, and it was just a, a cool thing to be able to, to talk to him about. We were talking about it yesterday that if I was on the board, it would be a kind of cool thing to to go to Minnesota and uh, to make it happen. It's pretty awesome to be back with my original roommate and, and hopefully we can live together again.
1: How much is life about to change for you, man? Because I know Kenzie's due pretty soon, just whenever whenever all this starts and you move and relocate there, but just how much has life changed for you now? Uh, life has
4: changed for me already. I mean, like you said, uh, we have my son April 7th, so he's already been here for a couple weeks, yeah. So we've been doing that whole new parent thing, and we've been having a great time with it, uh, getting our sleeping schedules and stuff down. But, I mean, life is changing this whole month. It's just been a whole new adventure, and I'm looking forward to it because that's what life's about, is new adventures and new and new journeys. So I'm just looking forward to the to the new uh, things that I have coming forward to me in life.
3: Congrats, for Thank you. All right. Thanks, Troy. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you.